podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange, a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. The injuries continue to mount up for Celtic, but so too did the victories with Sunday's 1-0 result against Motherwell at fifth straight league win in a row. We're almost halfway through the relentless December fixture run and so far have popped up four wins from four with another tough couple of fixtures awaiting us this week. This is episode 49 of the Celtic Exchange Weekly. This is Tino and this week I'm joined by Sinky and James to cover all things Celtic. Sinky, you mentioned last week you were hoping for a clean sweep during December. Do you still think we'll get it? I don't know, but I think I'm going to ask Santa for a new hammy, because uh, we, we see me in short supply. Um, it's going well, going well. Another another hard-fought victory um, with the personnel we've had available to us against Motherwell. Um, but three points is the most important thing. I mean, I mentioned clean sweep about three times or four times it was in the in the another week. So we're still on track, but with with the costs of uh, certain injuries, we're, we're getting by just, and Motherwell weren't, they weren't they weren't they holding back, um, especially in the first half as well. So I'm quite happy, quite happy. The clean sweep is still on the cards. Yeah, I think so. So four wins out of nine, four down, five to go. Uh, James, it was neat in the end against Motherwell, but do you think it was more comfy overall than the scoreline suggests? I mean, I think the, the game deflects no striker. You know, the possession was 79 to 21 or something along those lines. The shots on uh, shots on goal 27. So all the play was there. It was just no striker to finish them. So Fair play to Turnbull for taking the role on. Um, it's, it's obviously not his forte, um, and we got the job done. That's yeah. it. We'll go into Turnbull in a wee second. So obviously he played in the false nine, and we'll discuss how that went. So uh, as mentioned, that was a fifth straight league win on Sunday. Uh, we've also won nine out of the last uh, 11 in the league, the only but lips being the home draws against Dundee United and Livingston. Um, but yeah, as I mentioned there, James, despite the narrow scoreline, I do think with far more control and big chances than, than Motherwell certainly had. Rodic had a, a couple out with his goal. Uh, James Forrest also had that huge chance in the first half, which somehow the ref gave a bye kick for, but I think it was a bad miss. So we've mentioned in the past couple of weeks that poor finishing could potentially come back to haunt us. Do you see that as a, an ongoing concern just now, particularly with Kyogo and Jot out of the team? I mean, we're getting there, um, is the point. We're creating the football and we're getting past these... Uh, tricky matches when we don't have a, a striker. So as long as they've got the mental fortitude to keep that going, um, I don't see a problem. But I, I take your point that, see, if, if we were being lucky, then fair enough, your luck runs out in the end. But I don't think we're being lucky. We're just not with the personnel that we want. I mean, any team that's missing uh, Kyogo and Jota's, you know, going to drop a level. But they've, they've kept it going. And, yeah, it's, it pushes these next, what, six, seven games. And then it's, we can take a, a breath in January, hopefully get the business done early in, in January and they're ready for the restart. Yeah, you're right what you're saying. Obviously, you know, we're getting over the line and, you know, the four wins that are four in December, five straight league wins in a row. Form very generally has been solid, but we are maybe stretched now as much as, as we ever have been since Ange came in. Um, what do you think, Sink? I mean, one now's fine when the whistle goes, but up until then, you're always 
susceptible to a, you know, a set it's never, piece in the corner. It's never enough. James just mentioned it. They're missing Kyogo and Jota. You're accepting win nils because you're missing players of that calibre. Everyone I've spoke to, um, I'm just happy the necessities of three points is the most important thing. These teams are stuffy. My mother will, did have a bit of a, of a go. Um, but we did, possession-wise, we were far superior, creating great chances. Big Tam could argue we had a, had a hat trick. Uh, the one for us, miss, I don't know what's happened there. Uh, the refereeing decision to give a bike kick, we'll, we'll probably touch on the refereeing uh, in a, a, later in the show. Um, there's chances, we're creating a lot, but as I said to you the other week, somebody's going to, it's going to click in. When we get the, some of the boys back, it's going to click in and somebody's going to take a six, seven, eight. Mark my words, I can, I can see, an, an eight, I know, I know, it's been a while, uh, I know, uh, <laughs> might be Alaba, but uh, somebody's, somebody's, somebody's going to get a bit of a hiding when it just clicks into place, because we're creating a lot of good chances, when we're shifting the ball, I mean, when we shift the ball sharp, like, nobody can live with us at all, regardless who you're playing, you've seen that against Betis, Janine with the young boys during the week, nobody can love us, when we're shifting that ball, sharpish, one-twos, it's really difficult to pick up as, a, as an op- opposition team, especially at Parkhead, regardless of the atmosphere. It's really hard to pick that up. And some of the, the moves are frightening at the moment. And I, I just I just see it coming. Some some team, regardless who it is, um, might even be the team in the second of January, we never know. But uh, <laughs> high, high hopes for that one. But no, I, I honestly believe with the football we're playing, with the players we've got, I mean, Rodgers I mean, came back in. He's been absolutely, he's the main man just now. He's yeah. the absolute main man. I think you're right, and I think the encouraging thing is we are creating plenty of chances, and that's always been the case under Andy's team. You know, I think from the word go, we've always been a team that create plenty. And actually, even you know, we've, we've talked about you know Kyogo and Jota missing. Kyogo's missed quite a lot of chances, you know, in a variety of games. So I think he's got is it 14 at the moment, which is great, and his return's been really impressive. But actually, he could could and should have got a few more. Don't know if you've seen the interview that he done with Celtic TV. So um, about it. They really start, and basically, he was saying he himself isn't happy with what he's returning, which is great to see because it shows he's ambitious and he's setting you know high targets for himself. So, um, but whether it's Kyogo um, or whoever comes in, uh, we do need to start converting those chances. So, yeah, so obviously, on Sunday, uh, Turnbull stepped in, uh, not as any sort of direct replacement for Kyogo, but you know, took up the role as a central striker. How do you think that went for him on Sunday, James? And is there anything you might have done differently instead? Yeah, I'd expected to see Abada taking up that role. I think he's got that pace for playing on the uh, shoulder of the last man. He's a good finisher. We know he's not on form, but you know he's got some of the attributes that Kyogo brings to the team. So it was a wee bit of a surprise to see Turnbull. I thought he did, like I say, very well filling the role, but it's not his natural instinct to, to do what Kyogo does, you know, to play on that, uh, the shoulder of the last man. And you could see that, that he was like three, four, five yards behind the play being the midfielder of bringing the ball forward. And he's been playing that way his, his whole career. So um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a badder there against Ross County. Or you might even see a wee, wee bit of a, a Kyogo cameo if, if, if not Wednesday. He's expected maybe to be back for the cup final at some point. Yeah, it's it's still a bit uncertain about Kyogo. So, you know, not mixed messages as such, but it's just still a wee bit unclear as to when he'll return. I think Andrew's quote was something along the lines of, if you ask Kyogo, he'll play tomorrow. Yeah. If you ask the physios, he's two, three weeks away. Um, so, I, I mean, he may spring a surprise and return him on, on Wednesday, Sinky. Would you want him to risk him against Ross County or do you need to keep him uh, for Sunday? I'd keep him for the Sunday. I mean, the Ross County game is, is massive. Um, but for, for me, Sunday's 
Angie's first trophy, big game. Um, I would I would keep him. I would keep him back. It really depends who's available. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing Johnson and Forrester both out potentially Johnson. against. Yeah, Johnson and Forrester both out against Ross so County. This is quite interesting because Tino took a bit of a paste on Sunday for his, his <laughs> man getting a sub sub situation, but it turns out Johnson actually picked up an injury. Tino, so you're uh, uh, <laughs> there. Yeah, known back in the day for our older listeners is the Joe Miller, who I believe was brought on and then brought off by Billy McNeil back in the day. And as a snub, if you're not injured, so I kind of hope for Mikey's sake and in another way that it was... It looks like he was injured. One of the last Celtic players that happened to was David Fernandez. He got hooked because he came on. He went on as a sub, never followed instruction, and he got hooked straight back, back off. I think it was against Aberdeen. If any of the listeners want to correct me on that, but I'm pretty sure that happened. Who was a gaffer? Uh, I, I think it was O'Neill. Yeah, I think O'Neill signed Fernandez anyway. Aye, yeah. so. Anyway, moving, moving back to modern day. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's certainly about Hugo. <laughs> it's also. Even more unclear about Jackamakis. I mean, he's he seemed to have picked up a was it a knock against was it Dundee that game, you know, four or five league games ago. Um, something innocuous, and before you know it, he's missed at least half a dozen games. I thought it was a training one. I thought it was in the training ground. I think the suggestion was he took a knock in that four two uh one over Dundee at Kings. Very bit part. I, I like to see what he can actually bring to the, bring to the well, especially now when we're, we're, we're short staffed, what he, what he can bring yeah. to the table because we really need them. We need the reinforcements. But he's been, he's been in and out. He's not really had, since he's joined, he's not really had a, a run at all. But have it be like getting up to speed or niggly injuries. He's, he's had no run at all. And we could be doing with him. I mean, I've seen him as more of a plan B type of player because he doesn't look like an Ange type like your Kyogo running in behind he seems like um, kind of last 10 minute man get, get the ball lumped or get the ball in the, in the wing to get the cross into him so mm. I don't know what's happened to him he's kind of fell off the face, face of the earth I mean he, he came in on the very last day of the window so very last day in August him, Carter, Vickers and Jota all signed on the line and yeah so we're now mid-December and we've barely seen the guy and that's that's got to be a concern because as you say Sinky he is the backup he's the plan B and we can't call on him at this moment in time. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think he's played in total and disjointedly 270 minutes, 270 odd minutes of football for Celtic. So there's no time to be judging him. If he's injured, fair enough, let's get him back and see what he's like. But, you know, we can't make any real judgment on him until he gets a run of games and we just get a, a feel for what he is as a player. I, I think, think he's right. He's that kind of back to goal type, which doesn't really fit the Ange model. But we need to change a game and you know, run a game out. It is a very good option. I think there'll be better uh, Kyogo-type options coming in January. Yeah, Dyson Maeda is the one that, that we're all talking about from Japan, yeah. so hopefully he can slot in. Uh, James, are you taking a, a new position in terms of judging players after your Carl Starfelt early call? Still has his moments. He's going to, to see the jury still out here. Still his moments. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously, he came back there in the Hearts game and I put my hands right up. He was, he was phenomenal. Um, I think he had a wee moment on Sunday there. Um, but he's, he's a vastly improved player. He, he looks fitter. So, yeah, yeah. We're here for the hot takes only. That's that. Um, so, just in terms of um, another fairly interesting move from the weekend... When Tony Ralston came on uh, for Mikey Johnson, I'm sure it was, Ange took the opportunity to move Juranovic effectively to right wing. And I actually think he'd done really well, well there at times. There was a moment just after he came on where Ralston himself has put him in down the right-hand side. He's cut in and cut it back for Rogic for that one that 
eventually, I think, turned the light for a throw. Um, but he's got pace. He's technically a very good footballer. Do you think we might see maybe a wee bit more of him in there, allowing us to get you know an informed Tony Ralston back in the second? I, I see it as a lot. It's definitely an option. Tony, yeah. I mean, Tony Ralston made the Europa League team, <laughs> team of the yeah, stages, yeah. so yeah. he's he's got to be in the show. But Aranovic has got a lot of quality going forward. So if you're taking the defensive side and relying on Ralston, that's a good balance because they're obviously both naturally right-sided players. And Aranovic gets himself in really good positions. I don't believe we've seen the best of him yet. I mean, obviously he's played predominantly left back uh, in the absence of Taylor. But I think there's a lot more to come. I mean, you've seen that when he before he signed for it. You've seen that Thunderbolt for about 40, 40 yards. He's put the top bin. Yeah. So he can obviously whip a ball. He's a, he's a penalty taker. And there's a lot more to come. But I would like to see that. I mean, there's nothing... I don't think that would do us any harm to, to try that out. And it's another it's another option, especially with the, the, the injury list that we've got. Um, and you can't, obviously, you want to fit in your best players. And I'll include Tony Ralston in that. And that now, because uh, he has proved over the, the course of the season so far that has, um, he's bringing he's bringing his A game. And if, yeah. we can fit, if we can fit the two of them in, then by all means, give it a go. Well, there's the thing. If, if we're a bit light on, on wingers, so Jot is out, looks like Forrest is out, maybe Mikey Johnson. He may need to do something creative. And I wonder if moving Juranovic up there on one side, do you have maybe a badder somewhere else? And then you've still got that gap in the middle. I'm not sure, but he could do all the, the options he has, so maybe that is something that will help. Yeah, we need to see a bit more of that, you know, from, from the start of a game rather than against a tired left-back kind of thing. I, th- I thought he did well when he went on the wing, but it's very much a an Ange trait to have players with versatility, so that when you need to shake things up, when your squad is a bit stretched, then they can slot in other places, and I think we'll reap the benefits of that. Yeah, the funny thing is, going into the game against Ross County, you know, before we even look at the cup final, he may not have many choices, so Ideally, yeah, you maybe try something when you're on top of a game or last 20 minutes. You might just need to try something different from the start uh, in both games this week. So time will tell on that. Um, another important point, I think, is the fact that Rangers have now played before us the last, I think, three or four games. And obviously, for a very short time at least, that's moved them to seven points ahead. Do you think that's adding, uh, James, to the pressure on the players to, to get a result and to stay in contention? It, it doesn't seem to be phasing the players. It phases me. I don't like yeah, it. it um, you know, it, you know yourself. It's far easier to have the points on the board and let someone else play catch up than the other way around. And it's funny how that's all worked out. Sometimes it's been natural, sometimes it's not. Uh, there's a lot of um, you know televised games that haven't kind of spun it away just in terms of scheduling. So it certainly doesn't seem to be phasing the players, but I, I would like to see that stop. Yeah. Quite soon. What were you thinking? I mean. Does it, I suppose, yeah, even just to ask as a, you know, a fan, does it make you more anxious knowing that, you know, at time of kickoff or seven points behind? No, it, it, it does. Um, I don't know if the players pay much attention to it. For us, I mean, we're all, uh, we're all sitting, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm watching with optimism of the the opposition against Rangers, hoping to yeah. turn up and, and give us a turn. But one thing's evident, I, I can't see that happening. I think we need to take things into our own hands and just keep doing what we're doing. And it's good that the players are... I, I honestly believe that they're solely focused. I know they, they always have one eye in results, but I don't know if that's a motivation, a motivational thing that it's, it's actually keeping them going. So they know they need to win, and there's no a lot of pressure there. Don't get me wrong, when it comes to the business end, and that, and we're in the same situation where they're playing before us. It's yeah. to quote 
Fergie, squeaky bum time. Yeah. So it's okay at the moment, but we seem to just be, be, be blanking out and just continuing to be our own game. But we can't rely on anyone else doing this a turn. I think we need to take things in our own hands come, come Jan. Yeah, I think given what we now know about Ange and how he approaches things and his general philosophy and, and you know just way of coaching, he talks frequently about controlling the controllables, things that you can have a bearing on. Uh, we can't impact anything that happens across the city or anywhere else in the league. And I think he'll be putting that message across to the players to just fully focus on on doing what they can do. And all they can do is is win you know each and every game as it comes up. And by and large, certainly the last you know dozen or so games, you know, we're winning games of football and, and that's got to be you know a good mindset and a good habit for the players to be in. Yeah, I, th- I think those habits are there. We spoke about it a wee bit in the last few weeks about the momentum that that builds um, and, you know, winning games helps you win games. So just along with that, continue. There's always going to be scheduling issues. We've obviously got a cup final coming up at the weekend and we're going to have a game in hand from that. So that in itself um, could create a, a larger gap that we need to um, work on. But it very seldom happens, but it could be a season that comes down to derby games. Could be. Very possibly. And you also, you want to be in the cup finals, absolutely. So you can accept that, you know, you'll, you'll lose a fixture at the weekend. But, you know, being in cup finals and winning trophies is absolutely what Celtic are all about. And we've obviously missed that for a season, given what happened last year. So, yeah, give us cup finals all day long and, and we'll see where we go with the, with the revised fixtures when we get yeah, to them. Absolutely. Um, another guy definitely touch on, um, again, is Tom Rogic. Uh, he was the main man again on, on Sunday against Motherwell. Um, he obviously got the winner, really well worked free kick, really decent goal, he's, he's tucked it away nicely and we mentioned in the post-match that we done about the fact that he now seems to have become every bit as important as Kyogo, Jota and McGregor to this team, Sinky. Um, do you agree with that? Do you feel that he's, he's absolutely one of our main men? 100%. Under Ange, he's been, he's been a sensation. Um, I don't know if he's noticed, but against Motherwell, they were doubling double up on him. In most in most times, so they've they've got that other other opposition starting to give a wee bit of respect. But for us, he's a hundred percent the main man. He's when you notice when he was out, there was a, there was a missing component within that midfield three, and he's the he's your creative force. And everything he touches, every time he gets the ball, you think something's going to happen. Even when he like gets it out, if he clicks the ball. Somebody seen the goal the other week when he took it and wide against against Dundee. Oh, something's always going to happen when he's got it. As I said, I mean. On against against Motherwell, very unlucky not to get a hat trick, but he's, he's involved in everything good, especially through the through the middle, and even out wide, it's through him now. He seems to he seems to have just kicked on, and we, we never realised how much we actually missed him when he missed a couple of weeks there for injury. But he's been he's been absolutely brilliant for us. I think so, and I think just as you touched on there, Sinky, every time he gets the ball, there's a potential something is going to happen. What he what he doesn't do in a good way is he doesn't play it too safe. He's not the kind of midfielder that turns around and rolls it back to his fullback or pops it back into the midfield, you know, by and large. When he gets it, he's taking on that half turn and he's thinking, how can I get things moving forward? How can I drive them? How can I connect defenders and maybe find an opening for myself or for my teammates? And I mean, he is a perfect bench player, isn't he, James? He really is, you know, and is that creative force that he's talking about there? He's actually got such an unorthodox dribbling style that the opposite player, I've said it before, the opposite player thinks, I've got this. And Tam says, they have me. And he's away. It's a really quite a, a strange way to go about dribbling it, guys, where you, you leave that gap between you and the ball, but he always he always does the business with it. So it's great to see him back. He, he's now your kind of midfield linchpin as far as creativity goes. 
Uh, it, was, it was interesting to see Ravich's comments about him, calling him yeah. the little messy. Um, yeah. I think, I think, but you might we obviously we see it on the park, but in training, the big man must be an absolute joy. He must be doing, he must be doing all sorts. Fair, but Ravich, he never knew much about him before he joined, but he's he's one of the best players he's ever he's ever played when he's saying that already about yeah. him. So. Uh, it was. I, I loved the little mess. He's about six. But he's about six, six two. <laughs> he's massive, yeah, and that's 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 why he's unorthodox. It's just because he's a big lad. But my God, what what a touch he's got! Um, don't see it. Don't see it. Great touch for a big man. <laughs> I'm not saying it. <laughs> you just say that. Your uh, animation. Though he, he also mentioned that he makes sure that he's in his team every day. Exactly. And was that the way it's going? But yeah, it must be great for. Uh, you can feel as well. I know that's just a kind of a snippet there of an interview that your animation has done the last couple of days, but. You can feel the team spirit's good as well. You know, you see it, you know, post-match after all these wins and, you know, whether it's home or away, you know, the players are all across to the fans. There does seem to be a real uh, unity there. And that's impressive in itself by Andy, given that, you know, 10, 12 players or whatever it was came in in the summer. It's very, very hard to create a, you know, harmony and a, and a spirit and a, and a team out of so many individuals. But he seems to have done that. I think Joe Hart's a big part of that. He seems to be a real connector. Um, bringing players together. Obviously, Carl Mack being your captain, he's he's leading the team and driving the team, but I think Hart's a, a huge help as part of that. And it is, it's so impressive to have that level of cohesion so quickly with such a new group of players. But you see it every every single game, you know, during the game and at the end of games and how they play for each other. So long may that continue. Yeah, definitely. You know what I noticed as well, so just to touch in there, what I noticed as well with the, the way they've got the boys obviously gelling together. What I noticed was when there's a slack pass, when somebody tries to play a pass to someone and it's a, it's a wayward pass, nobody ever turns around to question it's a wayward pass. They just they just get their head. I watched it, I watched Cal Mack doing it in, uh, against Motherwell. Somebody paid him a bad ball and he never even flinched. He just focused straight ahead, never even said that's a bad ball or that. He never even touched on it. It's just like, all right, we all make mistakes. And that's yeah. the kind of stuff you want to see because I've watched other teams where you can get a bit of petulance in there saying, come on, mate, what's 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 the script with that ball? You've just passed, just tried to play me there. But Celtics don't seem to have that. And that's because of the way they the way they've got them chilled. Yeah, that, that's that's a, an Ange ethos thing. If you're focusing on, you know, tuning out your teammate, then you're not focusing on playing the game. So he never wants that in any of his teams and they seem to have bought into that right away. Yeah, yeah I think it's quite a clear directive uh, from the manager down and everyone seems to be on board with that because every second or every minute of energy you waste berating a teammate or moaning about something is one last minute or one last you know, second of focus on the game and the, the task at hand. So no, it's great to see. And I think, you know, out with the obvious things we see from Ange in terms of the creativity and the style of play and the free-flowing football, there's other wee things in there that have started to filter through this team. And, and it's only something that's going to get better as they get more familiar with each other and, and they you know, continue with this system. So you know, signs are very promising for what lies ahead. Um, obviously, we need to touch on, in a positive way, the game on Thursday night where... Effectively, Celtic's reserves uh, beat Real Betis 3-2. Um, lots of you know positives, lots of things to be happy about. But obviously, the main takeaway um, was the decision to play Kyogo, or at least to bring him on after 20 odd minutes, and how badly that's that's backfired. We can touch on that in a minute, but to stay in the positive in terms of that game, um, what did you think, Sinky? Obviously, a very decent result against a very decent Betis side. I think they're currently third in La Liga. They did rest a couple of players, but by and large, they played full strength. 
Uh, who impressed you on the night? So guys like Shaw, Urigidi, Scales all come in. Who do you I really liked, well? I liked Urigidi. I thought he was excellent. Um, it looks it looks really raw, but looks like a, looks like an athlete. I thought he had an excellent game. Shaw was all equally as good. So they two boys, I mean, they've we've mentioned this in previous podcasts. They've been in this. They seem to be there and there about the squad. But it was great to see the young boys coming in and actually playing the exact same way as the first team, the exact same system, the exact same ethos. It was all. It was basically. And a lot of first teamers came out, second string came in, and we played the exact same way. I mean, you can see that. So obviously, it's been drilled at them in the training ground, but it was great. A great result against a really good best team. Do you know I mean, they, they were pretty much at full strength, and they were they were they were they were going to win the game. So a lot a lot of positives. But yeah, the, the, the two boys that came from Sheffield, I thought were excellent. Yeah, James, just on that point, um, that Sinky mentioned, there's several guys in there that don't generally. You know, player or certainly start games for us at this moment in time. Is it encouraging that that everyone seems to have bought an energy system, even the guys who you know aren't taking to the field, so that when it is required, i.e. against Betis and maybe later in the season, they can just slot right in another role? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think it's really crucial for, for a, a system like Angie's that everyone knows their place in it. You can tell those boys have a lot of training minutes of that system because they came in and they just slotted right in, no problem at all. So, um, yeah, happy to see that. Um, I don't know how many of them are going to get first team minutes, but they're certainly knocking the door now and it's given us options. Yeah. Goal scorers on the night, Stephen Welsh, 21. Ewan Henderson, I think, also 21. And David Turnbull, 22. All young Scottish guys. That's got to be a huge plus, hasn't it? Yeah, and, you know, I think some guy... Can't remember, was it Ewan Murray or someone said yes. uh, Celtic's uh, you know tra- tra- youth development is is failing and yeah. just that that one stat you've named there alone. Now I don't know how well they pay you, Martin. They don't pay me much for the Celtic exchange, but I know Ewan Murray's getting paid, and yeah. he doesn't pull off that stat. He doesn't say that Tierney's at Arsenal is Scotland's biggest youth export. I really don't know why these guys are getting paid to do a job so badly. Yeah. Uh, me and Sink actually get weighed in quite well from the Celtic Exchange, so maybe you want to speak to Rajan about getting uh, some better terms there. We'll, we'll be in touch. Yeah, no, you're right. So you and Murray, the, the, the main uh, gist of his tweet was, yeah, all well and good about you know you and Henderson, but the boy's 21 now and he's only played 10 teams, 10 games for the first team. Hardly encouraging. Something along those lines. He was then met with all the you know smart Celtic fans who know all the stats. So like Callum McGregor didn't play a minute of first team football till I think he was 22, 23. Uh, and there's various others, and they just absolutely shut the guy down and put him in his place. Uh, and instead of him being optimistic about, as I've just said, there are three young Scottish guys scoring in Europe, he somehow finds a negative. And I don't think there's any doubt that journalists like that know what they're doing because it polarises opinion and his Twitter feed lights up and there's there's attention on him and his title. But yeah, I understand that, but you have to have a level of an eye on your credibility, you know? Yeah, it's just the way some of these guys go. Um, but yeah, what do you think, Sinky? Obviously, um, as well as having a, a young site in general, you know, there's young, I was going to say homegrown, obviously Turnbull, you know, came through the Motherwell system, but guys are coming through the Celtic system. You know, in addition, you've got guys like Montgomery around, you know, Dane Murray's not too far behind, we know Mikey Johnson's around, Callum McGregor, James Forrest. These guys all came through the academy, so yeah. it's not just like one or two. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is quite promising to see these guys who absolutely know what it's about to play for Celtic. There's no many, there's no many teams around who have got that amount of academy players and then around the first team. So I mean, be, we see obviously Turnbulls come through the middle system, but we seem to have a lot of guys in there who are coming through. I mean, we never mentioned like Moffat, he was there or thereabouts, yeah. apparently within the squad as well. But like any any youth system, if you can churn out 
two or three guys that are going to make the first, that, that's seen as a big achievement. And there's nothing better, I think Ange mentioned it as well, there's nothing better than watching one of your own coming through the ranks and, and getting a start in the 11 and doing well. That's what, that's what you want to see. And it was great, like, three, three Scottish boys. But you're right, I mean, that for me, that that, that comment's just clickbait. And you're right, where is the credibility? Where is, where is the journalism when you're, when you're looking at that? You're, you're fishing for negatives to get people to react to you. Yeah. And I suppose, I mean, any any sort of PR seem bad or good. As long as, long as you get the as long as you get the attention on it, people seem to jump all over it. But yeah, no, it was great great to see that. And you and Henderson, I've seen the, the whole 10 game thing. And Cal McGregor went to Notts County, came back, it was a better. I know you and Henderson's done the whole loan thing as well. But these guys have got potential and they, they were given a chance. And some of them really took it the other night against Ben. They really, really took it. And we mentioned about us being thin in the ground. There's no reason for some of these boys to, to, to actually step in now. Um, there's nothing stopping them. And it just shows you as well. I know, people, I know, I know Ange didn't call it a dead rubber. It wasn't a dead rubber for, for him or for, for the team, as you can see that. Yeah. But I believe some of these boys have come in and really took their, their chance with both, with both hands. Big, yeah. big time. You ask Ewan Henderson if it was a dead rubber, you know, scoring your first goal for Celtic Football Club, it's, it's a moment he won't forget. And it's a moment that could propel him. You know, it could kick yeah. guys that come on uh, to better things. I also think that Ange well, again, you know, in terms of the overall picture and what he's doing with this squad of players, he'll have drilled into them to shut out all the external noise because the west of Scotland is such a noisy place. And if you want to spend the time to get bogged down on, you know, whether it's Twitter or anywhere else online, it could affect your headspace as a player. And I think a huge extent, he'll be telling those guys, the message comes from, from in here, you know, within these four walls or up at Lennox Town. And I think they won't even, you know, pay any sort of notice of, of guys like that. And, and rightfully so. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that again, points back to the, the camaraderie, the cohesion, the team spirit, you know, and all of those messages from the manager is another part of their development too. Yeah. So, um, following the result against Betis, obviously we knew that that wasn't going to impact the group in any way, shape or form, and that we were heading towards the Europa Conference League. The draw took place on Monday for that. So we've been drawn against Bodo Glunt, who have just at the weekend there clinched the Norwegian League title. That's ahead of you know, very decent sides like Molda and and Rosenberg, so they themselves, you know, must be a very decent side. Um, notably, I'm sure you've seen, um, if you didn't at the time, they beat Jose Mourinho's Roma 6-1 during the group stages, albeit I think Roma arrested some players, but 6-1 is 6-1 against any Jose Mourinho side. Um, Celtic don't face them now till, I think it's February 17th and 24th, so quite a while away, and, and we'll definitely discuss that in more detail close at the time, but James, I'll come to you first. Do you feel it's a, a fairly decent draw overall? Yeah, um... I mean, like, like you say, they'll, they'll be a good side and they'll be technical. It'll be tricky going away there in February in Norway, you know, and the weather will be there. Apparently it's an unofficial pitch, all these kind of things, so tricky tie. Um, but we should be well reinforced by then. Uh, they'll be in the middle of the layoff, I think. You know, they're kind of summer break, if you like, for winter football. Um, so they won't be back. Uh, I don't know if they're back playing competitive football at that stage even then. So that's got to go in your favour. Um, and you also might have players lost in their transfer window too. Yeah, I think their captain's been quoted by me. Was it Patrick Berg? Um, there's a suggestion that yeah. Celtic are interested by the way. It looks like he'll be in the move. Um, yeah, to answer your question, James, so they won't play competitively again uh, until our game. So that's the best part of two months without competitive football. Um, they do play on an artificial surface. Their stadium only holds 5,365 bodies. So... Not big by any stretch, but Celtic shouldn't underestimate them, Sinky. 
No, absolutely not. I mean, we've, we've drawn against a couple of Norwegian teams in the past, and they all seem to be well drilled, well set up. Um, the layoffs a big fact. I think it's eight, nine weeks that they're going to be laid off for. So, as James mentioned, if we can keep some momentum going, bring in some extra bodies, there's nothing, there's nothing stopping us for getting a getting a result. I know the the Roma results are was a bit of a shocker against Mourinho, um, but there's nothing stopping us from getting a decent result and a and a, and a run in this. But a bit hard game. Um, because obviously we've mould and stuff like that. You've, we've seen the way they set up. Really hard to beat. Well organised. Um, they'll be they'll be physical. They'll be tough boys. If you're if you're playing out in that kind of weather, <laughs> we can we can, you're going to have something about you as well. So no, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and it'll probably February will probably come at the right time for us because as I said, we'll have a time of if if if, if we to be to believe about Ange doing his business early, we'll get these boys in, get them bedded in early January, and uh, we'll, we'll take it from there. But I certainly look forward to as I said, it'll be another another challenge and having any sort of European football uh, after January and February, it will be it will be good. Yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely something to look forward to. Um, Vida Reset was speaking yesterday. I think saying that a team to look out for a very highly rated coach, a guy called, I think it's Ketel Knutson, um, who's their coach, and, and he says they're a real you know, team on the up. He says they're doing now what Rosenberg done uh, a number of years ago, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how they shape up against us. I would also expect, absolutely, to see guys like Harold Bratpack and uh, anybody <laughs> yeah. in another What about Ronnie? I was going to ask, what about MLS Cup winner Ronnie Dyler? Did you catch what a guy. Yeah, what a guy. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I love, I love, I love, I love Ronnie. I love Ronnie. Right? <laughs> I, I love, a lovely man. It was good to see him getting, good to see him getting the success. I mean, that what somebody yeah, saying is that, is that three continents or something? No, two yeah. continents. Uh, Nor- Norway, Scotland, and now the US. He's won league titles in each. That's brilliant. Yeah, and I think okay. as well it's good for him because he's clearly got something about him as a coach. I think the Celtic job was too big for him, but listen, he never arrived as a Celtic fan. He absolutely left as one, and you know you've seen pictures of him and was at a New York bar watching a, yeah. a recent game and stuff. So. Absolutely, good luck to Ronnie Dyler. Maybe he'll give us the, the heads up on Bodo Glunt at some point. But yeah, definitely good luck to him. Um, so bringing it back to the week ahead, uh, as we've touched on on Wednesday night, we face Mark and Mackay's Ross County up in Dingwall. They beat Dundee 3-2 at the weekend. Uh, obviously a big result for them, and that lifted them off the bottom of the table. It's, I was surprised to see that it's actually St. Johnson who are now bottom, you know, given their success last year. And that leaves Davidson in a, a sticky wicket, even though he's a, you know, a good young coach. Um, but that result for Ross County at the weekend, I'll give them a, a huge boost. So, I mean, how tough do you think that'll be, James, uh, going up there on a cold Wednesday night for this? Yeah, I mean, the boost is obviously a uh, a factor in itself. But I think even if they hadn't, if they were rock bottom in the league, going to Ross County on a Wednesday in December is always, always hard. It's never been an easy game. So they'll need to be really on their game. And if you catch uh, Joe Hart's interview today and they were giving him plenty of cup final chat and he was like, Nah, not interested, it's tomorrow night, it's Ross County, that's all we're interested in. So the players are focused on it and they'll need to be, it's a tough game. Yeah, I think the cliche is that it's, you know, every game's a cup final and Ross County's the next cup final before, you know, the real one on Sunday. What do you think, Sink? It's, you know, they are at the bottom of the table or towards the bottom, but it's a tough place to go. It's always a tough place to go up there. Um, We seem to... I always have a hard game. They're always they're always physical. And just get up there in December is always a challenge. Midweek, uh, it's it's not ideal. But as I said, it is a massive, massive game. Don't know how we're going to line up with injuries, but it's, it's, the, the, the cliche is every game is a cup final, and this is the most one of the most important. When you look at the fixtures we've got, this is one of the, I would say that this is one of the toughies. 
definitely one of the tough ones. Regardless of league position, it's always a always a hard game up there against the Staggies. Yeah. Jamie, do you see any surprises uh, in terms of how he might line up? Somebody's saying that, you know, maybe Turnbull deserves a rest. But I actually don't think they can afford to, to rest anybody at this moment in time. But do you think there'll be any surprises across the midfield or in the, the forward positions? Yeah. And as as just you know, ever present, I don't think he's getting any interest in giving Turnbull a rest. As Turnbull says he's fat and he's he's playing. Even we got rested against Betis, he came on, you know, so he's he, he wants to see him around. Um as as for where Turnbull should be, um if you look at Sunday there, could we have ran out much more comfortable winners if you're an actual forward man in that position? So um, I know he won't want to change too much because there'll be enough change going on in other areas enforced, Mikey Johnson, James Forrest, for example. So personally, I would I would still stick with that um, thought from Sunday about going with Abada and letting Turnbull back into the middle with um, McGregor and Rogic. And who that puts on the wings is maybe Iranovic. And who, who have you got left? I mean, Mikey make it back? For a I'm not wing? sure. I'm really not sure. And we might need definitely the B team far sooner than Andrew would have wanted to. So whether yeah, I mean, but you're, you're, starting, you're starting to have those conversations much earlier than you would like to, and it's it's, it's forced upon you. Um, having Turnbull through the front allows Avada to take up one of the wing positions, maybe on the left, which I, I know he's, he's not delighted on, on, but it gives you an actual winger on, on both sides if Turnbull does take that false nine role. So it remains to be seen. Um, and the rest of the team, the team is maybe more settled, but slightly challenging in the, the forward areas. We've had this swing through the season, but it was challenging at the back. Now it's a challenge at front. Now it's really challenging at the front, not so much at the back. Yeah, I think, you know, it'll be no surprise that Ross County will most likely sink into the whole, you know, two banks of five and set yeah. up defensively, which they're absolutely right to do. It's their home game and a, and a point would be a, a real result for them. Do you think, given that, you know, we've got such a, a dearth of creative talent at this moment in time that this could be a really difficult evening. Have you said to me, would you take a one now in this game? I, I would absolutely bite the hand off you. Um, just to touch what James was saying, I, I believe that Montgomery and Henderson will be there or thereabouts for a, a starting place. So I don't know. I don't know how they would line up. Montgomery probably be be your best bet um, for a start against them. But yeah, I mean, you're right. What you said, Tino's right. They take a point against us. That's massive because they're not expected to get anything against us at all. We are not the team. We are one of the teams they need to beat. It's the teams around about them they need to beat. So if they can get anything against us and and, and sit in and park the bus, they will absolutely do that. So we have got the creative spark. But what we what we need to be mindful of is is we need to start finishing some of these chances because places like, like when you go to Ross County and Dingwall, if you're, if you're not taking your chances, the longer the game goes on, the more nervy it gets and they start to get a bit of get a bit of optimism about them. So it's, a, it's, I can't, it's massive, absolutely massive game. And it's just yeah. before the cup final as well. It's massive. Given the, the magnitude of the game, I don't think it's the game for Montgomery. Um, I think he's got a lot of developing to do. Uh, I thought he was poor last week against Betis, and I, and I hope he can kind of take the development coach and come on. I think it became a, a real tough one for him to, to put him into such a, a critical game. So I know we're light, but I wouldn't want to put a boy in there that might kind of set him back a bit. Yeah. I also wonder if you maybe call up on the experience of a James McCarthy to go up there. You know, we've obviously been crying out for options, and he's a guy that, you know, 
could show his leadership skills and, and just show up the midfield to maybe allow guys at McGregor to get further forward because Ross County aren't going, aren't going to throw much at us you know, from a defensive point of view. So if he's sitting in front of his you know, centre-halves, which will most likely be Carter Vickers and Starfield, can it free up McGregor and others to go and try and you know, pick those holes in the, the defence? Usually, usually when we discuss this, you talk about the manager changing tactics, but you know Ange isn't going to change. Yeah. He's going to he's going to he's going to keep the system they always plays, but just put the personnel into that. Usually we're going we're talking about changing formations and changing tact. We know we won't do that. It's just putting the right people in the right places. And you're right here about the McCarthy stuff. I mean, obviously he's he's, he's played against Betsy he like to get the ninety, but for him you're right. He's got the experience to allow someone else like McGregor to go further forward. But it's a, it's it's a conundrum. But the one I think it's not a conundrum as you know he's not going to change yeah. like the, the way he plays yeah we know what the system will be so the most interesting thing uh, will be when the team comes out you know an hour an hour and a quarter ahead of the game and we'll see what kind of uh, night we've got to look forward to your birthday no less in case so hopefully it's a, a lovely day for you uh, thanks. You know what? When the, when the team came out against Motherwell, I don't know if we, I, I was trying to piece together, I was trying to like solve the puzzle about who's who's playing where. <laughs> yeah. uh, and obviously, we get, tum- uh, we get tumble, we get tumble on the falls. But I was like, what, what do you have? I, I, I couldn't work it out. So we may get somewhere against Ross County. Yeah. Another selection puzzle on the way tomorrow. So we can yeah. try and work that out best we can. Um, obviously, the you know the biggie certainly on paper, you know, and they're all huge games, as you say, Sinky. You know, Ross County's massive, but. The League Cup final on Sunday against Hibs is huge. Obviously, it's the first chance uh, for Ange to go and win silverware for the club. And, you know, there's a knock-on effect of the huge psychological benefit that could give to the players. It sounds like Hibs might be boosted by Sean Maloney being in the dugout. So he's been heavily linked with that job today. And that'd be really interesting and a creative uh, appointment for Hibs. Surely he'll sit in the stand. You know, it's too soon to big a game. Well, yeah, his <laughs> Dutch counterpart over at Ibrox might tell him that's the way to do it. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting if he uh, takes to the, the dugout. And I think automatically Hibs would be a slightly tougher proposition for having somebody like that, uh, you know, in the dugout. So again, I suppose, first of all, James, you know, result aside, psychologically, how important do you think it could be, you know, if we do manage to lift the trophy? Huge, you know, that that uh, validation of all the hard work the players and the coaches and the managers been putting in these last few months. This is the, the the only way you get validated in football is to win things, and there's the first chance to do it. So if you take then that validation, that kind of endorsement of what you're doing in the next game and the uh, you know the winter break and beyond and stuff like that. So I think it is massive, and I think it does add a wee bit of uh, something that. You know, Maloney looks like he could be in the opposing dugout there. I, I'm a huge fan of Maloney as a coach. I like the way he talks about football. Um, there was talk in the summer about being part of some kind of a team at Celtic, you know, not necessarily managers, but somewhere around the mix. So it'd be great to see what he can do in his first senior you know, role on his own. Just hope it starts after Sunday. Yeah, he's obviously, you know, worked with some top players there at Belgium, you know, Lukaku, Hazard, De Bruyne. Sinky, do you think any of them will be rocking up at Easter Road anytime soon? Uh, potentially. Uh, towards the end of their careers. But to touch with James, James, as you said, about the validation of what the work we're trying to do. That being said, this is a big one for the fans. After the year, but after the year we've had, it's it's, it's one for the fans. This would be a, talking about markers and stuff like just to just to obviously don't talk about last season too much, but this would put the marker down. 
in terms of where we are, but it'd also be a good lift for the people, obviously, the, the, the faithful that have stuck through thick and thin. And I'm looking forward to the game. I think it'll be an interesting game. Obviously, a new manager gives you a lift straight away. Uh, and I do like Maloney like like you boys do. I think he's a great speaker and he comes with a lot of experience in working with Belgium. But that being said, um, I, remember, I remember chanting his name up at um, Invercali, and then about two days later he signed for Villa. So I've not spoke to him since. But no. um, nah, no, I feel I mean, I mean, I don't talk anymore. But no, I think sun, Sunday's, Sunday's good, but for the fans especially, would be uh, uh, to, just to get rid of all that negativity for the, for the previous season and, and start to get back in the silverware is massive again. To show people that were, uh, that were, uh, were back, we're back with a bang. Back with a bang, that's it. Exactly, James. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, I've not fully forgiven Sean Maloney for taking a free kick off of Henrik Larsson in the closing minutes of the Bill <laughs> in 2000. Totally not. Yeah. I've never seen yeah. that. I've never watched it since, so I can't tell you. I've never watched it oh. back, but I was there. <laughs> yeah. So, still a wee bit upset with him, but no, I wish him all the best after Sunday if he does go to take that job. I mean, just in terms of Hibs, James, so they've obviously had a really poor run of form, and that's what led to Jack Ross getting the sack, but a cup final is different, isn't it? You know, it's the, the players will be, it'll actually allow them in a strange way, possibly to relax and get away from the turgid league season they're having um, and go and actually look to, you know, have a day at Hamden and, and win a trophy. So, do you expect it to be a tough afternoon? It will be a tough afternoon because essentially it's, it's a free hit and, you know, we're talking about the, the boost we could get from a win. What better way for a new manager to come in and take a trophy home and take that into the league, the, the league form? Um, the league form is puzzling because they're you know, a talented enough bunch of players that they shouldn't be going on. Was it nine game unbeaten? Nine game beaten run or nine game without a win? Something mad anyway, Jack Ross. So, you know, this could be a chance for them to turn that round. Yeah. I mean, Sinky, we know, you know, fairly well about some of the talent they've got. Um, Martin Boyle's one of the, the main guys. Kevin Nisbet up top's always got a goal in him. Portis has got something in him, something <laughs> a bit mad, whatever. But they've got some talented guys in their team. Um, you know, and again, it will depend, I suppose it will depend on Who's in the dugout, first of all, in terms of how they come out? You know, do, do you open out against Celtic in the big Hamden Park and, and potentially get a doing? Or do you play quite cagey? So, you know, there's a lot of um, unknowns this, at this moment in time. I don't think they're going to line up the, 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 Bel- the Belgian way uh, against us. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Maloney will have them. Oh, I don't know how much, what, depending on when he gets appointed. But... It's going to be interesting because, as, as James said, it's a free hit for them. The league form is no great. It, it's a cup at the end of the day. It's a cup final, so forum tends to go out the window. And I think they'll present. They've got talent. Don't get me wrong. They've got three or four players who could probably step up within that group. Jack Ross very unlucky because he's. I believe he's done a really good job for them. Um, just a terrible, terrible run. Apart from the Rangers game, a terrible run in the league for him. So it'll be interesting to see what Maloney will bring to them. But what you know is he's 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 worked at a, operated at a really high level. One of the best teams in the world with the best players in the world run about him. So it'll be interesting to see what he can bring to Hibs. But if he can bring a belief to them, then that'll give them a lift for Sunday automatically. Just be not they'll do. He's not going to be implementing his his, his, his six month plan straight away. But if he can bring a belief, and if they look at him in the dressing room and they, they know who he's worked with, that also gives you a lift as a player knowing you've worked with quality and you can get the best out of people in about you. So it'll be interesting. But another another tough game. But I fully like expect us to to go out there and put a, put a, put a show on definitely. Yeah. I mean, James. We know we won't have Jota uh, lining up. We possibly won't have Hugo. Do you have any concerns that Celtic won't have enough to get us over the line? Or even despite our limited resources just now, should we always be strong enough to beat Hibs at this moment in time? 
Yeah, and, and not in an arrogant way at all, but I, th- I think we, we should, um, you know, considering the uh, the quality coaching that's, that's behind the team as well, the personnel's there to, to beat Ebbs, we've, <clears throat> we've shown that, and I, I think we'll, we'll do that again on Sunday. Like you said, it's a big park, so there's there's less places to hide, you know, flinging in your two banks of five, that's hard. We saw St Johnson trying it in the, in the semi-final, and there was just enough space to get around about them. It's not like the tight pitches where we're having to to play that, play through um, a lack of space. So, yeah, it remains to be seen who's going to actually be available for us, but we should have enough to get over the line there. Yeah. Would you agree with that, Sinky? Do you think, you know, regardless who we put out, we should be strong enough on the day? Absolutely. Um, there should be boys be able to come in and, and do a turn and turn up against Tibbs. Um, as I said, I mean, this, again, again, it's another opportunity for people to come in. I mean, Jota would be an automatic starter. Kyogre would be an automatic starter. I mean, if he makes it, great. Um, but there's every every game like that presents opportunity, and it's up to the guys that come in to take the opportunity. So we'll, we'll see how we go on. Yeah, I think you're right. Cup final week, though, so everyone should be buzzing. Uh, hopefully, we're going to take it with uh, another three points against Ross County. And I've no doubt that Angela the players, you know, fully fired up and, and fully focused. James, as we start to wrap things up for today, what would your scoreline predictions be for both of those games, so Ross County uh, and the final on Sunday? And any final comments for the week? What would my two one 0 scorelines be for those two <laughs> games? County <laughs> um, away? No, I think we'll win the uh, game on Sunday. If we start the game on Sunday, I think we'll win that with a couple of goals. 3-1 maybe, uh, and we bit tighter tomorrow night, 2-1. Yeah. What about yourself, Sinky? I'm going to go for two clean sheets, and I'm going to go for a 2-0 and a 2-0. I'm very mm-hmm. similar. I'm going to go for a 2-0 against Ross County and a 3-0 against Hibs. It'll be a plucky Hibs side, but we should be too strong, and I think we'll we'll end up uh, taking over them. I mean, Sinky, do you think your, your clean, sweet dream will be a couple of steps closer to reality after the weekend? I think so, honestly. If we can get through the next couple of games, obviously the game against Ross County is massive, and then obviously the cup final. If we can get through these two games, and with, with the injuries we've got, and what we're using at our disposal, I think there's nothing stopping us. There's nothing stopping us getting this clean sweep going through December and taking all the good momentum out of the, the biggie in the second of Jan. Yeah, I mean, Ange will be taking it one game at a time. Joe Hart's taking it one game at a time, but we're not going to be so sensible, James. So if we do manage to, to win these two games this week, that would be six uh, out of the nine in December. Do you think there is a chance we can then go and, you know, just really exert ourselves over the remainder of the month? Yeah, and there's, there's still tricky games on the calendar after. You know, they don't get any easier. Um, and we've seen the way teams are playing against us, and we've seen the way that referees are allowing the kind of anti-football stuff to go on. So I've no problem with the teams trying it. Referees need to be a bit more disciplined in terms of the time-wasting and the anti-football stuff. Whenever that happens, who knows? But yeah, I think that does put us in a position when you've got the last three in December and then obviously one more before the break. So, And I, I think we're looking at it on a monthly basis. I think Angie's looking at it on a pre-the-break basis with the, the January game included. So... Let's say it's four to go after these two. Um, yeah, the, the mentioned earlier on the momentum that you built there, the boost you would get from winning a cup, that hopefully uh, lets you take that into the final few games. Yeah, agreed with that, Sinker. Yeah, this the, the spine of the team. I know we've been missing a few bodies, but the spine of the team's really, really strong. I mean, Joe Hart's been exceptional. That that saved the other night was yeah. sensational. The guy, the one, the, one of the players I've been really impressed is Big CCV. He's been absolutely brilliant. There was, there was a debate about would you pay the money for him or Jota? Pay the money for both of them. 
pretty much now, absolutely. But if you get Kyogo back and you keep the spine of the team, I, I, I don't, I, I see that as a as a real plus, and I can't see many teams living with that spine at all. Yeah, I think so. So it's another massive week and two huge games against Ross County and Hibs, and hopefully, uh, you know, we're speaking about two results when we come back to you next week. So this weekend sees Ange Postacoglu given his first chance to lift a trophy as Celtic manager and to hopefully put down a marker for what lies ahead over the rest of this season. It's a big day at Hamden, though Ross County and Wednesday could be just as important as we look to stay on track in the title race. My thanks to Sinky and James for joining me in today's show, and as always, a thanks to you for tuning in. If you're enjoying what we do and want to lend your support, please share this episode far and wide with your Celtic supporting friends. It really makes a big difference to what we do. But in the meantime, and as always, thanks for listening. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network.